Hey everybody, this is Catrice Belly from When Models Talk. You are now tuned into episode 23, part 3 with Antoine Johnson. Enjoy. Being a black owner. Well, no, matter no, because I said we're going to talk about Spotlight Under the F. Okay. So what made you create that show? Um, Yeah, we shot it in Philadelphia. We shot it um, in Kensington, Mm -hmm. using the hood. (laughs) And um, (laughs) we... So there was so there's this thing in my head, right? That mm-hmm. um, I like to see people succeed and to show their talent. And mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of singing shows, a lot of singing competition shows: The Voice, American Idol, The Masked Singer, all those things. I um, I think that they're great shows. Mm-hmm. But what what I miss is like real singing one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. two, the original music. Mm. No one's willing to take a risk on an original song for television because no one knows it, et cetera. I was willing mm-hmm. to do that. So mm-hmm. for several reasons. One, because I want to see people, their talent. And so you have to come to the show prepared. Your own hair, makeup, your own performance, your own bands, your own arrangements, all those things. I think that was the most important thing. <clears throat> and so the other thing is, I don't want to pay for copyrights of someone else's song. So if you want to sing a Beyonce song, sing a Beyonce song at home, not on my TV show, because (laughs) I'm not paying for you to sing someone else's music, (laughs) you know? Um, But on the business side of that, we get an opportunity to put their original song on television. And Mm. because they come through the platform, you know, we can monetize and then give them a percentage of that. And if their song is registered BMI, then because Mm -hmm. it was on TV, they get paid for that TV play as well. So they can monetize their song. So it's really just teaching them how to take their music and turn it into a business and then be able right. to say, as seen on Spotlight mm-hmm. is L Fox 29, because now mm-hmm. you can put that on your, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a lot of people took advantage of that. Some people didn't take advantage of that, but it, it is what it is. You know, the winner got a distribution deal through Sony Orchard. So that worked out really well. Um, and this was the second season that was on TV. The first season, we did go the route of people doing covers and montages mm-hmm. But that was because it was on Daily Motion, which is a streaming platform. You can do that okay. without paying for rights. But when you're on TV, you have to pay for the rights of those songs. So it was like original music, bring your yeah. own band, bring your own backup dancers. We're just going to record you doing your thing, chop it up, and that was it. So I oh. loved it. I loved it. That's a smart way of doing business, though. Yeah. You have Heck like, yeah. This, you have this, I like, first of all, y'all, I was talking to him and asked him all these questions. <laughs> about business and when i say my brain started you know that little emoji where it's like boom that's what my brain did. it was like okay i can't write fast enough <laughs> like okay i'm done okay i gotta take this all in yeah because it was so much information but it was good information he really teaches you how to monetize he knows so much about monetizing your business as a as a model cut just everything i was mm-hmm. just like okay don't watch nothing else, Catrice, after this. Just go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) My brain was full. It was a But it was good information. So with the show, um, are you going to do a season three? We are. It's it's hard to do a show like that without a venue. And because Mm -hmm. of COVID, we can't have, Mm -hmm. we can't have that. Because if it's a full band, that's like four or five people and mm-hmm. having them six feet apart is very, very difficult. And then having judges on the other side is even more difficult, plus lighting camera. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
everyone wearing a mask. It's like, it's a lot of those, a lot of those variables for that makes it very, very yeah. difficult. With, with the Kiki show, you can have people separated because they're performing and they're on the stage, they're on the floor by themselves. So like, okay. we, can, we can just do a shot with them on the floor and then cut into side shots. You know what I mean? Like it's just so yeah. much easier. But for the performance, we need the full band. We, we can't play each instrument one at a time. And then it just looks dead and empty. So once COVID's mm -hmm. over, yeah, we're going back yeah. to that. So would you do stuff that's going to be more outside or just all indoor stuff? I like the idea of everything that I do. I like the idea of being inside and mm -hmm. like that underground yeah. feel. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're there with them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm, I feel like when you see so much glamorous television, it's like not real to me. It's like, eh, whatever, you know, I want you to feel it. Well, you want this, something raw, something real. Yeah. 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 I think that's like the best thing, the best thing though, that comes out of, cause you see the creativity, you see the, the realness of not just the person, but also the, just the whole production. Yeah, like I'm this wasn't you to something the... that was fake or staged. It's I'm taking you to the kitchen you know. with me. Hold on. Yeah, because we all know you can cook. Oh yes, I can. <laughs> Yo, if you ever seen, if you went on his page and you seen him cook, he cooked some bread. He cooked some baked macaroni cheese. He made, <laughs> he made so many things that I was just like, my mouth started watering. I wasn't even in the kitchen. I just saw it on Instagram. It was something old that he did. Look at my closet, this all this food. Cooked, yes, I need, I need a plate. I need a plate of food. I got you. So are you cooking for Thanksgiving? Yes, of course. I'm going to have a turkey. And um, what else? Turkey, macaroni and cheese. Let's see what else. Um... I might do collard greens. I haven't done that in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Is that, wait, can you do collard greens? Mm, isn't ham for Christmas? No. no. Oh. <laughs> I thought ham was just for Christmas. No. Thanksgiving. Now, I, that's my specialty, yams. Oh, yams. I just said ham. I was like, no. Um, yeah, I, I like yams. Yeah, brown sugar, cinnamon, honey. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. I don't make I don't put all that in mine. Oh god, well, what kind of yams you be making? Okay, so mine be popping. Everybody loves my yams. There has not been one person. I get requests to make a pan for people. People be at, it's not even Christmas or Thanksgiving. It'd be people's birthdays. They be like, You making yams. And yes. I'm like, Cause I, you know, I make them with love. You know, you gotta give the love in your food. Mm. So this is love. <laughs> Burner's ginger ale is from Detroit. Oh. oh my god, we have it shipped to the house every two weeks. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> it's the it's the only ginger ale that I will ever drink now for the rest of my life. It shit's so good. Well, I I guess I'm gonna have to go to Detroit. No, you, you those those what you call it? they ship it to you. You got them oh, sent to you, and then and no, you get you have no, you got them sent to you in the mail every two weeks. Oh. Mm -hmm. Once I find something that's good, I don't care where it's at and how much it costs. We getting it. I know that's right. All right, stop. So damn dark in here. That's because you there. There you go. It's a little bit lighter now. 
Mm-hmm. So getting into so when will you see um the spot when will spotlight will it be coming back spotlight, spotlight? yeah it'll be it'll definitely be coming back because um it it just it produced such great stuff like you know what I mean people it really helped people in their career a lot of people got their song out there um it's original music listen I found some those people were talented like the one girl I listen to her music all the time now you know I'm just like Isn't the one with the brain? yeah. I love, when, I, when I heard her, I remember you her told voice. me. You, oh, she, oh, I'm I just, <laughs> and she was, she was seven months pregnant on the show. Yeah, so I went to her Instagram page because I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I need to see if she sung anything else. But then I yeah, she can, pregnant, she can sing. Pregnant. Yeah, she can sing. Was everybody from Philly? Everyone was from the Philadelphia. Mm, the guy who won is from Allentown. Okay. One person was from Camden. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a girl. Yes, yes. Um, she had curly hair. Mm-hmm. And the one guy was from Baltimore. He was a he's Baltimore police officer. Yeah. He's like old. He's too. Like, yeah, he's, he's like old school R and B. Yes. School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. I was happy, you know. I was very, very happy. No, that the one girl, um, she had like a different color hair. I think she might have had dreads in her. I'm not sure, but they were short. And her, it's like her name is like, um, like not happy all the time or fantastic, no, fantastic noise. Bam! Oh, that yeah. girl can sing her yeah. ass off. And I saw that she was on the um the Q show. Yes, Fran can sing. Baby yes. girl, baby girl got vocals, pipes. Like she one of those. <laughs> she's one of those girls that if you ever went to church on a Sunday, you want her to sing when you get saved. <laughs> <laughs> baby girl yes. can sing her ass off. Yes. So how did you do? Like how would you be doing the casting for that? How did y'all do that process? So we the first season I handpicked everybody because I wanted to have really good, strong, whatever. This season was like we went out, we found someone who's a good casting director. Say, hey, listen, this is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the criteria. You know, round up people that you think would be great television, and they did. You know, and mm-hmm. they, they did a good job. You know, I think the season three we're gonna require that everyone has their own band and plays their own music. Okay. No tracks at all. Okay. <laughs> some people had, cause some people had a track, but you know, about the business part of it, you know, if you have a track on it and you don't mm-hmm. own the music and you're only licensing the music, it's mm-hmm. gonna have the DJs drop on it. Yeah. The hell do I want a DJ drop on that for? You know what I mean? So like now we're gonna, now you have to own the music. Mm-hmm. I think the contrast that you had on the music then too, but yes, yeah. Now, no, no DJ drops, none of that stuff. It just has to be yours, and it has mm-hmm. two minutes and thirty seconds. Like okay. anything after that, you know, because we let them do the whole song, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not anymore. Two thirty, that's it. Okay. What? Well, I, I don't know nothing about music, so I don't know how long <laughs> how long that would be. <laughs> that's a long period of time or a short period of time. Yeah, you should be able to get through. The first verse, a hook, and close it up. I mean, that simple, you know. Nothing too yeah. too crazy. Yeah. Four minutes is a lot. 
so. Oh, so that's what it was before, four minutes? Yeah, they got to do their whole entire song. And I was oh. like, too much, too much. <laughs> okay, so getting into um, Black-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that today everyone's like, because Black Lives Matter, mm. and so many people are saying, um, buy Black, you know, everything has to be like, put, put more of your money in Black-owned businesses. So as far as being a Black owner of a business, how has, how has COVID affected your business? Pros and cons. Pro, I'm not sure that there are any pros, but <laughs> it's, um, for me, it's one of the situations where um, because the nature of my business is helping other people's business grow via mm -hmm. either, whether it's getting them on TV, putting together their marketing strategy yeah. and all that stuff. If they're not working, then I'm not working. So like the trickle down effect is so-and-so's restaurant is closed. Like for example, tomorrow's mm -hmm. thanks the eve before Thanksgiving, right? Mm -hmm. Restaurants in the city, restaurants in the state of Pennsylvania cannot serve alcohol tomorrow. Well, we all know that Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking day of the year. That's what sustains yeah, so. business. They can't do it. It's the law for because of COVID. So because of that, it's hard to get it's hard to get that person on television or promote their Thanksgiving mm -hmm. Eve event because they can't have one. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so you got to do the best you can. Or like for the example, the gyms are closed. You know, we got a gym client who. Is prepared was prepared to open up his new gym December 10th, but now yeah. he can't do it. Oh. But fortunately, he's he's very he's a smart person. He's like, I'll just do it on Zoom. So now he's mm -hmm. offering the same workouts that he would do on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And you just go to the Eventbrite page, look up Yard Out. You'll get 12 classes for 100 bucks, which is. It's a 40 minute workout. It kicks your ass. Cause I'm still shaking from it. And it's black owned business, but it's quality. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think, and look, he's also gonna, he's also was in the Philadelphia Sunday Sun this week. He'll be on the Inquirer this week because he's really making his business mm -hmm. succeed through a pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Most people are closing, good. yeah, most people are closing their doors. And when they close the doors, I don't have a job. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of difficult. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like doing the TV show was a blessing because it gave me something to do during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but financially it hurt until we start to recoup some of that money from Amazon. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a whole story behind the, the Kiki show, a whole story, a whole, a whole, a whole shitty ass story, but the product is great. And, mm -hmm. you know, I said, um, you know, we were talking before, um, again, I'll be 40. It took me 39 years, real rap, 39 years for me to successfully work with Black people and complete a project. And that mm -hmm. was the Kiki Show. ABC Productions, mm -hmm. Ashley, Cola, and Bianca. Well, mm -hmm. let me say it in order. Ashley, Bianca, and Cola, <laughs> if ABC mm -hmm. Productions. Those three girls, they're from Trenton, New Jersey. Shout out to Trenton girls. Um, they, they actually came in two weeks before the project was supposed to be finished and completed and mm -hmm. helped me get through all of this. 
And that was the mm -hmm. first time in 39 years that I've worked with black people successfully mm -hmm. and finished a project. Mm. So why, like, why is that such a challenge to work with people of your, of your saying, you know, that, that are black in a black community, black owned businesses? Why is that a challenge? Now, <laughs> look, now, one thing I heard, one thing that, you know, stands out to me when somebody had a conversation and they said, I can't remember who was, but they were saying how you want, you want us to, to, to purchase black owned products from black owned businesses, you know, stuff like that. But presentation is important. Quality is important. Um, mm -hmm. How you put things together, you know, when you're having an event, that event needs to be nice. Just like I was telling you before in our pre-conversation. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of an event, I'm thinking of this extravagant event. Like, because I've been to events in modeling and um, it's a different race that's throwing it. So the place is just flowers everywhere. It's beautiful. It's lights. It's like the most elegant place you've ever seen. And that's what I think of when I'm going somewhere, when I'm doing somewhere, when somebody's inviting me to something or saying something, they're like, that's the first thing that goes to my head. I think big. I think mm -hmm. about that. So when I get to a place and it's like, it's not that, I'm like, oh, well, where you got me going? Mm -hmm. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think that you have, you have a, a culture, you know what I mean? There's a difference, you know what I mean? I think that you, some people who have never been outside of their hometown. I mean, I know people that live in Philadelphia that lived in West, have never been to North or never been to Center City. You know what I mean? Some people just don't leave their bubble and so they don't know any better. Um, there are a lot of Black people that I know that have never had wine before, don't know anything about wine. Shit, mm -hmm. grapes come from Africa. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just, sim just some of those simple things that because we've been exposed to other things, just think about what your life would be if you were not a model, if you never did fashion. You know what I mean? Like, where would you be? Like, what would you, would you know anything else? If I wasn't exposed to more, I think growing up also, I think I would still be in Camden, New Jersey, still mm -hmm. be in poverty, wouldn't really think of a huge income, would really think very small and not really want to think bigger, to be honest. Right. I'm just being honest. Yeah, but, that's, but I think that's, I think that is a lot of, people, you know, in, mm -hmm. in some of these, in some of these areas, they don't get an opportunity to explore anything, you know, like, you know, growing up at some point in our life, my brother and I, well, my brothers and I, we never had almost everything we wanted, you know what I mean? We had to work for stuff, you know, getting good grades was how we got Christmas and we got all those things, right? But mm -hmm. like, with a single mom at some points, we couldn't get everything we wanted. She worked hard, she tried her mm -hmm. best, you know, mm -hmm. but we had activities. The library was free. The museums, you got, you know what I mean? Like, you could always do those cultural things yeah. to make your kids, you know, yeah. lives more rounded. And I think we don't, we don't do that enough. Like, going to the zoo is a good thing. Going to the museum when there is, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You know, I think our, yeah. I think that's what it is. Some people don't have the culture. Um, but in terms of the quality, yeah, the, if the quality sucks, I'm not buying it. I don't care if it's black, white, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I honestly, I am a, I'm a big t-shirt person. I love t-shirts. Like I will buy mm -hmm. black owned t-shirts, stuff like that, but I want a shirt that's like good. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, um, yeah. that, that's just how I feel. Like, you know, Aloyas McElwain, he's that's char yeah, Charisma's brother, culture's clothing. No! 
No. So he's 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 an artist, right? Mm -hmm. And I love his artwork. And so he um, did a uh, a promo with Champion, like the uh -huh. the uh, brand Champion, and they had it at the why do I feel like it's the Diesel store on Walnut Street? I walked right in there and like, I want this champion t-shirt. My boy did this. Like, I will, you know, I love stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that makes me feel good that this black man created mm -hmm. his artwork with a brand like champion. They're selling it in the diesel store. Mm -hmm. And I know him, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. makes me feel good. You know, it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like he got a bunch of t-shirts from, you know, such and such dot com. They got shipped to his house, and then he took an iron. He just like that's not. I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy that. You know what I mean? I don't care how black you are. I don't care how white you are. It's just <laughs> I'm not gonna buy it. Um, you have you have a preference of what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, it's just a standard. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna just. You know, I I don't buy anything if I don't really if I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like that's just how yeah. I am. I'd rather say here's twenty bucks. To put you closer to your dream than for me to buy this because I'm gonna just never use it. And that's insulting when you can use that as a way to revamp what it is you're gonna you're gonna do. And I feel yeah. like black people don't want to work together. I, how can I phrase this? Just I shout it out. <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I feel like if I'm going to do something with you and my name is going to be on it, it mm -hmm. has to be on point. We can't half it. We can't pretend. Or, like, it has to be on point. So we have to have the same mindset in the sense of where we're going, our same goals in, our, in the image. And if maybe if I'm not, you know, the best at it, but you are, then we come to that agreement like, okay, well, this is your lane and I know you know how to do this. It's like with a photo shoot. If I'm doing a photo with someone and that person happens to be um, black and I've seen their work. Now, my job as the model is to make sure that I know my angles and I know how to move and I know what I'm doing in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Her job or his job responsibility is to make sure they've taken the pictures and have the correct lighting and you know certain things mm -hmm. i'm gonna stay in my lane you have you get your stuff done i'm gonna get mine done right but in the beginning that's going to be the agreement okay well if i'm a model but i might not know certain things you know help me with that but i feel like sometimes when i'm asked to do stuff when it comes to a black owned business if I don't like it, I'm gonna tell you I don't wanna do it. Nah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if it says a shirt on there, if you want me to wear a shirt during my lives, but the shirt does not represent what I stand for, does not, uh, it, I don't agree with it, I'm not wearing that shirt. Right. It's not, and if, it look, if it look a mess, <laughs> I'm not wearing that shirt. Right. So I've seen, like, I have a, a friend of mine with my sister's man. He has um, a, 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 a line, and it's called Cool Color Kid. And his quality is great. I've, I've tried it on. I've had his hat. Like, he has hats. He has all kinds of stuff. His line is amazing. 
he gets quality stuff. He does mm -hmm. not, he's not in the house with the presser, the iron and all that. Right. So he actually gets get it done professionally. So that's something I would actually spend money on to get. Not getting something that doesn't look like great quality. Is it, is, does he have baseball caps like this or? Yep. Oh, so you got to send me a link. I'll send you a link. It's all his stuff is on point from top to bottom. I love that. And plus, my sister, she'd be like, uh uh, no, no, baby, that, no, not that one. Every wonderful black man. Is it, yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For sure. <laughs> so, because I don't want to hold you too long. So, Getting into, because um, we already way past our time. Oh, it's fine. I'm here for it. <laughs> so what are some challenges? What are some things you feel like we need to improve as a um, Black-owned businesses? Oh. Talking about that. What are some improvements? Um, yeah, so I, I'm just going to be honest about it. I think that we need to be open to working together and mm -hmm. trusting one another. Um, Trust is key. It's the biggest, it. it's the biggest key, you know, like, it's not about you make, I make because 50% of nothing is still nothing. So if we don't get it done, we're not going to make anything. And mm -hmm. I think so many black people are jaded and um, mistrusting of each other that yeah. it never gets to the point where work actually gets done. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there needs to be a sense of, and I know this is going to sound really harsh, but this is just from my experience. There needs to be a sense of, again, I trust you, you know? Yeah. If I say, if I say to Catrice, you know what? You would do better if you dyed your hair green and you had glitter, then you would, you know, be the next YouTube star, right? If I said that to you and okay. then you didn't do it, right? Uh-huh. But then two weeks later, somebody that doesn't look like me says, you know what? If you dyed your hair green and did some glitter, you might actually, you know, you might actually be the next YouTube star. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you go and do it. And I'm like, oh, she listened. But it wasn't me. It was someone that didn't look like me. But you trusted them because yeah. they don't look like me. So you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what I told you is like, what, what does he know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we don't trust our own and we don't believe in our own when someone's telling you like a viable option to mm -hmm. do better and to and to be successful. I think that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just started working with black folks two years ago, you know, and mm -hmm. it, has, it has been a very, very difficult, very difficult role. You know, what? I've always worked with them, but I mean, like really working with them and their brands mm -hmm. um, because I see so much greatness and so much potential. Um, they just don't believe in their product as much as I do. And I can never believe in it more than they yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I feel like it's like this too when you're, when you're doing something. It's, it's, it could be credibility too. They mm -hmm. might not feel like you, you don't know what you're talking about. You ain't got no t-shirt line. You don't got no, <laughs> you don't got this, you don't got that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, if I'm telling you something, obviously I know something about that particular thing. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm learning even now in today's time, when somebody tells me to do something, depending on what it is, because mm -hmm. if you're telling me to go out and be a stripper, that ain't going to happen. But <laughs> if you're telling but you me- But you'd be rich. I would. Not, not, yes. Peep out. Peep out. Yeah. 
example, Shelly Shelly Shell told me to when I started this, she she um texted me and she was like, Okay, cause we just be talking. So she was like, Okay, can you um she was like, Do you have it on the um podcast? And I was like, No, a podcast. What are you talking about? And and on YouTube. And she was like, put it on there. I immediately did it because number one, I trust her and her mm-hmm. and her opinion of what she's telling me to do. She's been in the game for a very long time. So at the end of the day, she knows what she's doing. And if she's gonna if she's giving me that information, I'm going to definitely do it. And, and she's now, good people. Exactly. You Shelly is definitely a person that I honestly can say I trust. I trust her in the sense of when she's giving me advice and just anything. Like I know she's not gonna sit there and try to, you know, harm my career or harm me in any way. It's mm-hmm. a huge thing when it comes to trust. But also when somebody's telling you to do something, if it's that simple as dyeing your hair and, and you know you want to be a star, just dye it. What's the worst mm-hmm. going to happen? You're going to switch your bag up? You're going right. to be back. Like, just yeah. try it and see what happens. It depends on what they're saying. But they're giving you credible <clears throat> advice and they've been there for, like, if you told me, okay, Patrice, this is how this works. You need to do this, 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 and that. I'm like, all right, let me write that down. <laughs> and then I'm going to take each step to getting it done. Mm-hmm. Because obviously you've been around long enough to know. And I've seen the stuff that you're doing. So why not? You know the biggest problem that I the biggest problem that I have? This is gonna sound so weird. This is, but the biggest problem I have with working with black people mm-hmm. is they don't trust me because I don't sound like them. Huh? hmm I don't sound like them. I have white speak. <laughs> you say white? Mm-hmm. Two problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching part two with Antoine Johnson. Now check out part three with Antoine Johnson on When Models Talk.